0: golf podcast presented by golficity where we bring you the tips instruction and support you need to get the most out of your golf game and now your hosts frank and mike hey guys welcome back to the golf podcast this is episode number 391 and today mike we're going to talk about how to play that nippy little chip shot that one that it hops and then it stops i mean it's a sexy shot
1: it is if you could pull it off it it's is sexy
0: but i think one thing that i've i've heard it described as i even heard uh, rory demonstrating this and he said it's a little bit of a higher risk shot yeah and i think yes it, it can be a fun shot to play it's going to be a fun shot to learn we're going to talk about how to play it uh but i think it's still uh, being smart about it when you play it because there, there is going to be times when it it does make sense to play this shot um so but but Oftentimes, as with anything in golf, there are also other options. There are other shots that can be played that might be a little bit lower lower risk. But you see it, it played on the PGA tour a lot, and and there are reasons and there are times that it's gonna work and it's times it's gonna play well. But one thing I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely caution everyone is to to not play the shot in an actual round until you've had a chance to practice it because this one it's another one of those like we talked last week about finesse the finesse side of the game right it's a very finessey shot and I think it takes it takes that that time and practice but I think the one thing that this really has going for it is it can be one of the funner shots to practice
1: I bet yeah you know just practicing trying to get it to stop exactly
0: it can be fun to practice this one but as you're practicing it you're going to see how if it goes wrong it can go terribly wrong Mm -hmm. because one thing you're going to need to do is you do need to generate a, a bit of speed With this shot uh, So if you don't get the spin on it You are relying let's not, let's not say it any other way You are relying on the spin to stop this ball So if for some reason You don't quite make the type of contact you want We're allowing that ball to maintain contact With the face of the club And you don't have the spin it's going to be like skipping a stone across a, a lake. It's just going to go across the, go- <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the green. That's no good. So we're going to tell you guys how to avoid that in a minute, um, and we're going to talk about how you can play this shot. But again, get out there, put it into your practice sessions, practice it a bit, and if so, it can be one of those things that can be in your arsenal and uh, certainly can impress your golfing buddies when, when you do get this one to work. Yeah,
1: man, if you could pull it off. I bet it's really impressive, it is. but like
0: I'd be Dane, like I'm
1: nervous. Like I can't, I, I'll learn about it here on this episode and maybe that'll give me the confidence to go and try But in my head already, I'm nervous about it ever attempting that shot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You got to have the right conditions and the right technique because I think that's the other part of the story. And we'll talk about this as far as conditions, because it, people often, the mistake they make is trying to play the wrong shot, you know, for the wrong lie. They don't match the shot to the lie. This shot can't be played everywhere it just can't i mean the simple physics of it is you can't apply enough backspin under certain lie conditions and there you're going to have to adapt and i think that's one of the parts that i love so much about this game is that it keeps you thinking in that you need to be able to it's like life you know things get thrown at you and you got to adapt and how do you best and there's not always one path that's the right path there might be multiple ways to get to where you want to be so you got to choose the one that offers maybe the least risk to reward kind of ratio right uh and this one can be high risk high reward right you know it can be but it's got to be played on the right conditions um complete opposite as last week huh High and soft Yeah Today we're yeah. <laughs> Now we're gonna do Low nippy and, yep. and spinny Last yeah. week no spin Right <laughs> This week all spin <laughs> Right That's how we We're, we're on yep. both sides Of the spectrum yep. here um, Before we dive into This week's Twitter tap in too Which is gonna be A fun one I uh, wanna tell everybody that The Jersey Shore Tour series is live Oh yeah man One of the ones We had the most fun Filming Most fun because We switched up The
1: formats Yeah uh, Just like 15 second recap We spent the week With our families We brought the, the wives and, and kids down Spent the week In Brigantine New Jersey Jersey Shore And we filmed Filmed five episodes for you guys, and we, we started airing them August 26th. And we're running them every Thursday over these over those five weeks.
0: Yeah, and you're wearing the jersey. Shore I got the jersey shirt
1: hat. hat. Um, not sure if the hats will be available. You know, they're not available as we're recording this, but they might be available as you're listening to this. But obviously, stay tuned uh, to Golficity to learn more if you're digging the hat. Uh, But it was fun, man. And things like best ball together, uh, alt shot. Yeah. You know, we got to hang out with Josh Kelly, hole-in-one trick shots. He did some crazy
0: juggling. We had some great stories from him playing with Tiger or trick shot with Tiger. Like, great stuff, guys. And you know what? I like that team format. Not only is it fun, but also talking about these types of things, Mm -hmm. playing with somebody else on your team and, and getting a look into their thought process. You know, there's a lot of shots where we would think them out through together, like especially alt shot. Right. We're coaching each other and saying, like, Hey what shot should you play here how would you play this shot Exactly. Right? Right. Yeah. And you get a little bit of an insight into how other people think when Definitely they Definitely do.
1: And that makes it fun and you know we we had those we we created this mystery eagle prize. Yes. That if we you know because we're playing these formats we had a better opportunity to make eagle and if we made that eagle we were going to give away something pretty rad and all I want to say is guys we made the eagle so go tune in and watch the Jersey Shore
0: tour. So you can find out what we're giving away and we're also giving a bunch of other stuff away in that 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 same episode. Yep. Yeah. yep. So a lot of fun stuff that we had doing that. Um, All right. I want to dive in this week's Twitter tab, but first want to thank this week's sponsor, Titleist. And guys, the Evolution of the T-Series... Advances Tylus even further in their mission to produce the best irons in the world. And we had the chance to, to hit them recently. We went down, we did the full fitting, which I'm going to encourage you guys to do because the fitting I think is truly where the magic happens. And don't forget, Titleist is designing these clubs with that idea in mind. Think about the people who have the most at stake, the PGA Tour players, which by the way, the T100s are the most played irons across all professional tours, right? So there's a lot at stake. And when they do that, they know these guys are going out there and they're getting fit for what matches their game. So they design these irons to have these varied ranges that you can do different things, knowing different golfers are different. And I think the proof of this is that even though the T100s are the most played, uh, there's so much variation in these mixed sets. We see uh, Jordan Spieth is playing a mixed set. Right, we see. Uh, we had Troy Merritt on the show. He's playing a mixed set. There's a lot of guys who are playing these mixed sets where they're they're varying what of the T series they're using. Maybe it's a blend of T 100 and T 100 S or T 100 S and T 200. They're blending them to get the maximum potential. And what we learned so much in our fitting was what that meant. And it's not always distance. We're working on maximizing things like spin. So you can hold a green and trajectory, getting that ball up in the air. We talked about land angle and Mm -hmm. how you can get that ball to land the way you wanted it to. And it all comes down to accessing more pins, which
1: helps you score. On that point, our fitter, Andy, who you guys have saw in our TSI driver fitting video, uh, he's just a wealth of knowledge. He is the guy. And he had that one point about like, you know, Mike, you don't have the shot in your bag to fly a six iron and and uh, from an up close pin and let it stick and stay, mm-hmm. like you're gonna fly. Because now with the you know the change of you know the height, the flight, all this stuff. I'm gonna get you to attack that pin with that six iron. And these are just things like oh, never thought about that. Right. And he's like I, w- w- with
0: with this just this change in equipment, I've given you access to pins you couldn't see before. There and that was the real light bulb moment. So each model is truly an instrument of exacting performance. Passed from a uh, pass from Titleist R&D to tour pros to players like us. It's all part of that ecosystem that makes these clubs so great. So the Titleist T-Series are precision made, precision played. Guys, check them out. Go to Titleist.com. Check out the, the lineup. And if you get the chance to go out there, Get fit. Try them. Like I said, that's where the magic really starts to happen. All right. Uh, guys, if you're not already following us on Twitter, make sure you do so at Golficity so you can be part of this conversation each week. The Twitter tap in is where we ask you guys a question and ask you to weigh in. Uh, and, and, again, these are some fun nuances that we learn a lot about us as golfers. Um, and here this week we asked, what is the oldest golf club in your bag and why are you still hanging on to it? And before we dive into these answers, Mike, do you have an answer? What do you think? I know. Yeah. We just, I just mean, it's funny we we're saying that after we we're just getting refit fit. and there's a lot of new clubs in the bag. It's hard. Like, I, it's, I, it would, it, it, I don't want to
1: say the oldest club in my bag is the T, TSI driver. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think reality is we're both but, against the same. It's the putter.
1: It's got to be the it's Scotty the putter. putter. Yeah. Um, it's like a 2018 Scotty putter, which right. I love. I love it. Um. But even prior to starting to work with Titleist, we had clubs, I've had wedges that I've hung on to for seven eight years until the grooves were worn out mm-hmm. because a not knowing about grooves or all that stuff that we've learned along the way yeah uh, it was just that trusty go-to and you're going to see that a lot it's in these so answers funny. it's like why well, break what's not Yeah, why picks it? So funny, how much have we learned? But what is the
0: one club you shouldn't hang on to the league the longest? Exactly. The wedges. Right. So then I've learned that that it's
1: like, dude, you were just killing yourself for all those years. I know. (laughs) But that's why, like
0: I said, it's a progression. We're learning. Neither one of us are professionals. We're not you know instructors. We we're people who can look and say, hey, we're better than we were five years ago, right. and we're worse than we will be in five years. You right. know I mean, it's a progression, and 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 eyes are the same thing. I could have said that before. One of the oldest clubs that I had in my bag up until like two seasons ago was a wedge that I had from my high school days. Yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 it's like, yeah, we were in a lot of ways. It was a familiarity and the comfort, and and we talk about confidence being so important, but there is a line where. Your club, you will start to lose performance.
1: Right. And we did that at Manchester Lane with we the groove the wear. Test, right. We tested an old, no groove And I could groove be
0: way. confident all day. That club is so comfortable. I remember it. It's like an old friend, but it doesn't mean it's implying that it, it, it's imparting the same spin. And, and the way that club is designed to work that it used to, I was u- losing a lot. We put it on the trackman, and I was losing a lot of spin out of it. Um, so, funny enough, I mean, Think about it. Wedges are ones that they we hit them in the sand and deep rough. All these things that kind of wear on those grooves. And some of the better golfers we've played with, uh, I'm thinking Greg Angelillo. Yeah. Right? Unbelievable golfer. Multiple time club champion at multiple courses. He just won an event. Some He's senior. He's always winning something. Something, yeah. Right? <laughs> but he... He like clockwork, he replaces his wedges three times a year, he yep. told me. And I know that's not accessible for everyone within their budget. Now you also understand something. This is somebody who's playing competitively and very right. seriously. It's his it's weapons out there that he needs. But I think again, it's something just to learn and understand. But I would say if I answer the question, My putter now is the the longest standing club in my bag. And I think that that's more so the way it should be. You get guys like Tiger. We even saw Rory at the Olympics going back to an old putter. Um, We saw JT who was experimenting with something new and then went back to an old familiar. Putter is something that it's not a piece of equipment that's going to uh, wear out over time. Mm -hmm. Now, the only thing what I would say is often sometimes you want to take advantages of new technology there might be a newer, better putter out there for you as technology advances, whatever. As your stroke changes, as the you know way you approach the game, as your, your physicality changes, you might want to look at that. But putter is not something that's going to necessarily wear out. I'm going to put you on the spot.
1: Yeah. Would you be nervous to go through a putter fitting with the idea of losing that putter?
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I have so much confidence in it, but I do <laughs> like the idea of every once in a while, like I'm the type of guy like I'm fine with paying for a fitting and not coming out of it with a new club. Okay, because if it did nothing more than restore confidence, then fine. I like and I've that. done that. Mm-hmm. I did that with uh, Kevin with Sprecher. Sprecher. Yeah, I did. I had this Scotty that I was really liking, and I still use it to practice with a little bit here. I put it up against head to head against the Bettinardi, and the Bettinardi just worked, performed better for me. Mm-hmm. So I kept it in the bag. So I think it, you reassess it once in a while, but it's that it's the one club that that wear is not necessarily going to be an issue maybe be, regrip it yeah. once in a while probably your favorite,
1: favorite golf purchase though right the betty yeah, yeah i think so
0: yeah i think so because it's just it's been it's been it's been, good. It's been a staple yep. in yeah, the bag. It's a staple right um all right so let's, let's take a look see. here ed to tuesday said i got the tour edge hp series putter it was like 60 bucks it looks like a, a spider knockoff and it's awesome okay <laughs> so there you go um but there's some older ones in here uh, KG says, my entire iron set, black dot ping I2s. Wow. Blast from the past. Yeah. That that goes that back goes there. That goes way back. And this is where, too, like I said, iron similarly, not quite as much as wedges. They, they could show a little bit of wear and, and a little bit of performance over time. However, I think more so there, you're okay playing irons for a few seasons. I think it's just where you want to reassess it is at some point, are you leaving gains on the table of – Equipment, technology advances that come up, and also changes in your swing. I think in an ideal situation, you get refit every couple of years. If it does nothing more than verify what you're playing is the best thing, fine. But as golfers, we change. We change whether we like to through lessons and improvement or we don't. Just aging, losing a little Mm -hmm. bit of swing speed. You know, it could be – forget the head of the iron. It could be the shaft. You know, we talked about this with Andy in our fitting – he said, you know, as we get older, sometimes we just need a little bit of changing the weighting. Forget the flex. Flex is one thing in itself. He said, he goes, I can get a golfer, you know, with different flexes to play well. He yeah, goes, where right. Where really the, the rubber meets the road is the weighting. Mm-hmm. So it should be changes in, in, like I said, your physical makeup. You need to change that weighting by a couple of grams. Yeah, right. That can make a difference too. I've got to pick a fight here. Go ahead.
1: Brock Blakely. Puts a photo of his Titleist 503H. He writes, my old driving iron. Now, Brock, I'm going to challenge you to go hit that new new driving iron from Titleist. And you're going to see the difference. I'm telling you. I know we're going to drive this thing home about getting fit. But if you're gaming this thing from way back and you love it, you need to go try the driving irons that we just tested from titles. So the U505. U505, man. I
0: love it. Go check
1: it out, man. And we could fight. We could fight it out in DMs, man. Hit me up if you, if you think I'm wrong. If you're going to you know use this forever, just go try it out. And if you do, I want to know the results.
0: Yeah. Hey, listen, I, I, oh, there's something <laughs> to be said for old reliable. But like yeah. I said, you look at this club from just 25, maybe. 30 years yeah. ago. The technology, even just in the materials that go into it and the, the quality of the tungsten or the steel or whatever, the, the makeup of the club, uh, you, you're almost guaranteed to have a little bit of a more forgiving you know, sweet spot. Um, another old one here, and this one, this one brings back memories for me, man. Uh, Mario Price. He said, "This is the TM Fire soul, tailor-made Fire soul with the burner bubble shaft. It's a seven wood. Love this club. It's a great fairway finder. I'll never get rid of it." And you know what? <laughs> that's great. I'll tell you what. Five. You're hitting that ball, that club well. This is another one of those examples. This is a club that's not going to wear out. You're not really worried about grooves necessarily on a seven on a seven wood. But it, what I'm laughing is I played the same club back in high school. I loved my seven wood. I would hit it on those longer par threes and mm-hmm. be able to get the ball up and, and land it. You don't see many seven woods anymore now with, with the, the hybrids and things like you that. Right. But I'll tell you what, they do still exist. And, and I, I used to play that, and that. I remember the bubble shaft. And I still see them pop up once in a while, people hitting them on social. And I, I, it's just too funny. And I think mine are somewhere. I don't think I, I I don't think I ever let those go. The old bubble shell, yeah, bubble Yeah, you had a special and, place in your heart for those. Yeah, bubbles. I yeah. had a, one. I had a driver as a hand me down from my father that was the original bubble, and then I got the bubble two, in my my seven wood and irons at some point, but that's just too funny. Um, but then other ones. Uh, Clay Ogilvy says my Odyssey putter. It's a give. It was it given works. to me, but it works. Here's an
1: yep, Sorry to cut you
0: off. That's it. I mean putter. If it, it works, it works. it
1: works. Carter Moss. Did you read that one? I'm sorry. Still have the golden bear bear claw know 52 degree in the bag club is well over 20 years old year it's my go-to club around the green and it's never failed me why change what's not broken
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna top that right
1: now because
0: mark and i i can't pronounce mark's last name no something like yeah. that he says my ping putter my dad bought it around 1960 i've used it since he passed away and i inherited his clubs oh, that's cool wow Hey, there's, sometimes there's something to say that it's more of the game, more than just yeah, the yeah. latest and greatest equipment. You know, right. being out there playing with that, using it as a memory, remembering your father, but right. also, you know, like I said, a, a putter putter technology does very much improve and they get more forgiving and they they're able to put better roll on the ball, but it doesn't physically wear out. I mean, you could play with a club as old as the sixties. Yeah, you definitely could. <laughs> yeah. So um, there's a lot of great answers here. I, I appreciate everybody who weighed in. I mean, I'm seeing 2004 Callaway big birth, a um, lot of, a lot of older clubs in here. And there's, there's different reasons. Some of you just love them. You know what? By all means, guys, if you love them, keep hitting them. That's it. Like I said, my only nudge would be every once in a while, check out some new stuff. Make sure you're not leaving something on the table. Cause your new favorite club that might be in your bag for the next decade might be sitting out there waiting yeah. for you. Somewhere you know
1: it'd be pretty hysterical if we just staged a video where like we sent you out as the single with a threesome and all you had was hickory clubs. <laughs> you didn't say anything. Right. You just like you shook hands. Hey guys, how you doing? I'm Frank. Yeah, yeah. He just played. Hickory. He just crushed it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> big hickory guy, big
0: hickory guy. That's funny. Oh, but man. we are going to play with hickory clubs again soon. Yes, we are. We did it once, and it was a, it was a fun experience. Yep. It mm-hmm. t- Teaches you a lot about equipment and tempo. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to do that one again. But let's do a word from our sponsors. Then we're going to talk about how to hit this nippy chip shot.
1: All right, we want to thank FootJoy. FootJoy sets the standard for golf shoe performance and style. And in 2021, with the all new Premier Series, uh, they brought these inspired golf shoes that were supercharged for today's game. I mean, these were designed in collaboration with the world's best players like Justin Thomas, Adam Scott and Max Homa. The Premier series features classic styling with premium waterproof leathers and great details that exude craftsmanship. They have that classic look uh, with that modern technology. I mean, that that is complemented by that state-of-the-art comfort uh, and the performance features like the VersaTrax plus outsole. Uh, you can learn more about these shoes and everything about the Premier Series at footjoy.com. You guys will not be disappointed in these. And guys, if you missed our recent giveaway where we gave six shot scope devices uh wasn't long ago we took a shot at that hardest pin location that in new jersey tough, man. super fun we sent those everyone got their prizes but guess what we've got another one coming we're going to be filming another one this week super fun event in collaboration with shot scope locally at a local course you and i are going to do a challenge we're not going to give away too much of the information but all i'm going to say is that we're going to have the possibility it's going to be a surprise to us even that's right possibility to give away 10 shot scope devices. Now you're saying, okay, great. What is ShotScope? What are they? Well, first, ShotScope company, they they create GPS devices. So the V2, I'm sorry, the V3 watch and the G3 watch. So starting with the V3, Stat tracking. We've been talking about stat tracking for quite some time. You wear the watch. You go play golf, and in the background on the dashboard, it's going to track all of your shots for you. There's no subscription fees. You pay that one time, two hundred nineteen bucks. It comes in all these cool colors, guys. This thing is like the size of an iPhone, uh, iWatch, which Apple Watch, what you're wearing right now, Frank. So, I mean, it's small, it's sleek, it doesn't hinder performance. We love using it, and then you have the G3 GPS. Front, back, middle—only no stats. You might not be into the stats, and that's fine. Hundred and seventy-nine dollars. And last, they have a rangefinder. We love it. It's the Pro L One, guys. How much was two hundred bucks, Frank? Two hundred bucks. Yeah. Super packed with stuff. Pin lock vibration, slope address adjustment. It's lightweight. It's got everything you need in a, a rangefinder for 200 bucks. So you can see all of these products in full detail at shotscope.com slash golficity. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel to be in it, to win it for that giveaway. Yeah,
0: I thought about this the other day. I think that the shot scope, the V3 watch is hands down easily, other than my clubs and, my, and the golf ball, the only thing that I think I couldn't play around without now. Uh, it's just, I, I, it's automatic. I'm automatic. I look down for my 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 distances. I got them instantly on my wrist. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't there, I'd be looking at a blank wrist. Right. You know, I'm just on automatic. I'm. It's part of my pre-shot routine. Boom, see it, and then just knowing when I got home at the end of the day, all my stats, my round, my score, is everything is there. Yeah. I would be greatly missing something without it so Linus definitely check bucket. that out and
1: you know it's funny that uh th- all the improvements i mean this coming from the v2 to the v3 there were some concerns like battery life hey guys they improved all of this we've used the watch fully charged through 36 holes without yeah. an issue um and then when you just leave it in watch mode it's a pretty sleek watch i wore it around on vacation you know you just and it just basically never runs out yeah you know it lasts for a week so check it out once again shotscope.com slash golficity
0: all right. So let's talk about this nippy chip shot. And this is something that uh, you see often on the PGA tour. And when you're watching golf on television, you know, playing at the highest level, you see it, but you know, for some of us, especially as newer golfers, it might just look like a magic trick. Like how does this work? And it seems like almost unattainable yet. These guys out there are pulling it off with ease. So, so what really gives, is this something that you can play? And the answer is yes. But one big caveat to that is, like I said, is practice and familiarity with the shot and something you don't get to see when you watch the PGA tour every week, what you don't get to see is the sheer amount of practice that these guys do. So as people who have been there for the early days and the early rounds of these tournaments, one thing you got to understand is most of these guys are arriving on Monday and getting a look at the course. If it's a major, they're there even before that. On Tuesday, they're out there playing, but not only do they play their practice round, the countless hours that they spend in the practice facility areas of these golf courses is something that you would have to attend an event to truly believe uh and i'm talking about on each shot they may be out there for a half hour we see guys like tiger and rory go out there with a bag of balls drop them around the green now this is going to be a little bit contingent about the course and know the shots that they're going to have to be playing out there but i'll see them do that And hit 30 to 50 of these shots, just getting a feel for the turf, for the way the greens are going to stop that. Then they'll take another bag of balls and drop 30 to 50 balls in a bunker, and they'll Mm -hmm. hit that shot. And then they'll be on the putting green for an hour the reason these guys are on television making the big bucks playing golf is because they put the work in. And that's just what you see. These guys are doing this even when the cameras are gone and they're they're in their own practice facilities and whatever they're doing. So understand that first, drive that home. You want to play these as i said earlier sexier shots these shots that that really look like what this is the stuff you see the best golfers playing you got to put in the work too that's it if you're ready to put in the work let's talk a little bit about how it's done and understanding the physics of it and really what it comes down to is Spin. You want that thing to be that nippy shot that, like I said, it's, it's nice and low. It hits that green, and then within a bounce, it's stopping. It's really putting a high rate of backspin on it. And that's the way it's possible to get it checked up. So one thing that I want to say right off the bat, keep in mind equipment. We're going to talk 90% you know, technique and stuff like that here, but your equipment also has to be able to handle it. And the reality is if you are playing, you're going to be talking about playing the shot with some wedges. If you are playing really worn out wedges, understand you're going to be reducing your ability to put that spin. Additionally, if you're playing some of these uh, more distance focused golf balls, right? Oftentimes again, spin can be a huge difference. And you'll see what I mean. You go out there, play a premium golf ball, and then uh, try this practice it practice it with a premium golf ball and then a distance ball you'll feel the difference in the feel how much harder that ball feels and a a, a distance ball is just not designed with the same cover to create the same type of greenside spin all right a premium ball they're going to put a lot of focus on that outer cover cuz that's what grips onto the club face and creates that spin and that's where you can we can be talking about literally the dis- difference in 5 8 even higher thousand RPM and spin from that distance, depending on the distance and the speed of the shot, of Mm. course. But that can be the difference between that ball stopping or skipping across the green. Hmm. So with that said, understand got to have the right equipment to kind of pull this off. But when you do, there's a couple of of things that go into it. And one of them is a clean strike. So we said this earlier, you only can really attempt this under the right conditions you need to be able to have a clean lie on short grass or you're not pulling this off it's just that simple and
1: you're not touching a blade of grass before you hit this ball
0: yeah you need to have that clean lie tight lie to be able to do that because remember anything that gets between the club face and the ball is going to reduce spin that's physics there's no arguing with it and when i say anything i mean sand uh grass uh, even moisture. Water, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we see like to the nth degree, you see a guy like Bryson spraying down, <laughs> a little, you know, misting, you know, moisture onto his clubs and just seeing the difference in spin it gives him. Right. There's differences. So one thing you can do, make sure your grooves are nice and clean. Uh, make sure you, you get them a little bit dry if it's wet out there. Maybe dry it off a little bit. Anything you can get that, that doesn't reduce that club face ability to make contact with that cover of the ball. Because that's where the, really the magic happens So if you're in the rough You're going to have to find a different way to stop the ball It's not if you're gonna, You can't really rely on spin there Like last episode we talked about a little bit of height Out of it, maybe a little bit more loft Get the ball up in the air and let gravity stop it But if you've got that nice, clean You know, tight lie That's where first of all you may be thinking Okay, I've got an, an option to do this Yeah um, the second thing is that downward impact. Now, again, last week we talked about the opposite when we were throwing that sand up on the green and we're just kind of like flopping under it. Here, we really need to make that downward impact because what we want to happen—it happens in a split second, it's not even visible to the eye—but you want to have where that club face is coming down and that that ball is riding up the club face. That contact with the club face, that riding up the club face, is what creates that backspin that we need to stop this ball. So you really need to make sure that you're. That that club is coming slightly downward arc when it reaches impact. This is where that bottom of the swing we talk about is actually ahead of the ball. So the ball, so your 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 club comes down, it makes contact with the ball. And it still goes down, and then it, then it makes contact with the with the turf. So that's going to be another important thing. And the last aspect of it is going to be speed. Um, and, and this is pr- probably the the least understood aspect of it. Um, and it's why a lot of us struggle with it. But you really you know hitting the shot softly is really not an option. That doesn't mean taking a huge hack at it, but you do have to have speed through it. I heard Tiger talking about this uh recently in, in you know something he filmed before the injury, and he talked about what he's just really focused on is getting that club head through with speed again. Not mind-blowing, blazing, trying to hit a, a four iron to mm. a two twenty pin right. speed, but just maintaining speed. Where a lot of us we lose the trust in it and we kind of decelerate or we hit it too soft. You you need spin in order. You need speed in order to create spin. So it's more so just getting through that ball with a, a nice consistent speed to it. And again, like we talked about last week. As much as we can try to describe it here, a little visual demonstration often helps. So we'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, we got a great little demonstration from Rory McElroy where he talks about it. And he, he, he makes it look so easy. He does make it look so easy. But he you see how he gets through that with but, speed.
1: But his demonstration of it kind of makes it also look easy. Like it makes me go, oh okay, I think I could do this.
0: Right. Well, there's, that's what I'm saying. There's nothing in this that is out of your reach that without just a little bit of understanding and practice, you can't do it. You can do this. Um, it, it doesn't take you know a surgeon's level... Of hand-eye coordination uh, It just takes a little bit of understanding And a little bit of a commitment to the shot But I think when you see the guys like Rory Who make it look effortless It's because they're just so fluid There's no nothing in it that's hesitant They're not decelerating They're not trying to play catch up And all of a sudden just you know, smacking at the ball at the last minute. Mm -hmm. They're just maintaining a nice consistent speed because they understand the physics. And the physics is they've got to have a nice, clean downward strike with speed. Those are the three things. Clean clean uh, lie, downward impact, speed Speed. through the ball. And you're going to be able to to get that ball, you know, with that backspin that you want. So how do you do it? So we got to talk about a little bit about, again, setup. And it's so funny because so many times what this comes down to is when it comes to executing these shots is setting yourself up in the right way to be able to make the shot. Um, So the first thing you want to do is stand a little bit taller, Um, you know, being able to stand tall and and, and you'll. It helps give you that that posture that you need in order to have that nice downward strike. If you get too hunched over the ball, you get a chance that you're going to kind of scoop at it. Right, yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And in this case, we want to just have a nice, tall posture. still have a little bit of that knee flex, things like that. Look at Rory as a demonstration. He's standing nice and tall and just coming through and down onto that ball. Um you can also turn. If this is for a righty. You can turn your left hander into a slightly weaker position. That's going to also help a little bit um, with you know getting that that position you need for that clean strike. It promotes that downward strike because, like I said, you really got to get a downward strike yep. going here. Yep. But another thing is using plenty of loft. Uh, and this is an interesting thing because we're not thinking about hitting a high shot right. here.
1: So I'm curious how
0: much loft. So what's the point of the loft? And the point of that loft is the longer that that ball maintains contact with the face, the more spin. So, loft meaning that that ball is kind of riding that face even that millisecond longer. So, in Rory's demonstration, he takes what looks like somewhere between a 15 to 60 degree wedge, somewhere in that range, depending on what you have in your bag, and he just slightly opens that face a little bit. We're not talking about filleting it open like a flop shot, but just open it a little bit, creating a little bit more loft, and just allowing that ball to to ride on the face a little bit longer just anything like that is going to to be able to impart a little bit more spin so even though it flies low it, it, most of the reason why for this low flight mm-hmm. is because of that downward impact. Right, yeah. Not that high floppy impact with the hands that we talked about in the last episode. So you remember, the loft, yes, you're creating more loft, but that downward strike is still going to keep it coming out a little bit lower. It's that, that loft that's going to maintain that contact of the, the cover of that ball on that, that club long enough creates that backspin. Is it safe to say we're kind of picking at it? Like you're not taking a divot
1: here. You're kind of just like a little pick through the grass here
0: yeah well the thing is as long as you understand we're, we're, avoid the scoop you don't want to lift the, the, the scoop you know you're, you're what you're doing is you're hitting down on that ball hitting the ball and then the reason why you're probably not hitting a divot is because we're not talking about much swing speed here ultimately we're talking about maybe a 15 20 yard nippy but shot. the
1: concept i guess is just i guess for someone who's relatively new would be just you're kind of skimming the turf under the ball would yeah. be your now am i off mm. I'm, I'm watching well, the Rory thing do that, it. Then
0: it worries me. With that thinking is that anytime you're trying to skim and go under the flip. ball, that you're you're going to get a little flippy, yeah. and you're not going to get the downward strike you need. Got you it. need to like I I versus I, chopping at the bottom of my club stops. The ball goes and then it just right. It's almost like it's almost like trapping a little bit of a, a bit trap. That, okay, that that's ball. a word. Could but say. the reason why, like if you look at that Rory, he's he's kind of like nicely making that contact, but he's still hitting the ground. But the reason there's not going to be a divot is ultimately. You're not really swinging hard enough to really right. do much to the ground there. I'm sure if the ground was a little bit soft, you might. Right. But in Rory's it, demonstration, you see a little bit of ground get picked. Yeah,
1: up. it's almost like a good analogy. It'd be like if you, you're trying to, to chip in the living room without disturbing the carpet. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, but if you do disturb it, it's fine as long as it's after it the ball. After the ball. Right. Got it. So like, I don't care if you make a little bit of a you cut the grass a little bit no. afterwards. Okay. As long as you hit that ball first and then make contact with the turf and it also another thing that's going to depend on is the bounce on your club so it, mm-hmm. the club that you're using it might glide a little bit more rather than digging in but again just making sure that you you're making contact first and then with the ground that's fine i'd rather that than you worry about trying to make it like you were never there yeah and just kind of skimming it okay. um so that's important um but one thing that that you know, really making it happen is so important is, is, is really kind of, like I said, keeping that, that speed. Don't forget, it does take more speed and this doesn't mean that we're going to, we're going to lay into it, but I think it's the more so it's just understanding and not back off that speed. And and one way to make an aggressive swing, you know, keeping that head stable, it's a good combination. Like aggressive swing, stable head is also often a a, a great combination for a high spin rate, which is ultimately the goal. So just, a lot of it comes down to commitment. Um, you're gonna, like I said, you're relying on that that speed to uh, that spin to stop it. Right. So if you've practiced it enough, that's where you're going to be able to generate the speed. I think where you're going to run into trouble is if you're unsure of the shot, unconfident, not confident in the shot. And what's going to happen is you're going to decelerate a little bit. You're gonna worry subconsciously that there's not gonna be enough spin to stop it, and you're gonna lay off the speed. And when you do, you know, it's like a chicken or the egg type of thing, your not enough speed means not enough spin so you, you got to be familiar with it you, you got to first make the proper decision say i've got the lie i need to execute this shot mm-hmm. then i've got the practice banked that i know how to hit this shot and now i just commit to executing it and again look at what rory says i think what rory does a great job of, of simplifying it in this in this video in that way he maintains the speed is that he talks about the at address he gets that club shaft more or less you know um Kind of straight up and down I mean, There's no real forward shaft lean or, or, or leaning it back And he says his goal is just to get That cl- that shaft back to that, that that Spot at impact You just focus on getting that shaft back to that spot mm. and In order to do that he's right. going to maintain a nice Consistent speed and when he does that With a little bit of an open face and a clean lie He's able to get the backspin he needs to stop The thing It is pretty, man. It's a pretty shot when it happens. I watching it over and over. But like I said, use it smart. Don't try to use it in every spot because you want to impress your buddies with with the the ball stopping dead on the green because there's not everywhere you're going to be able to do it. And if you don't get your execution just right, um, you're going to have too much speed to stop it. it. It needs to have a spin characteristic to it. Interesting, yeah. I'm definitely gonna try
1: it, man. Because now I want to. I'm like salivating at yeah. You know this having this shot in the bag.
0: And look, it's something Cause I can that see where it could be helpful though. And you know what you can work on. It's one of those shots that you don't need. Like in the last yeah. episode, a great practice facility. You could work in this at home. You can invest in a in a mat. Like there's a, there's yep. some really realistic feeling mm. mats out there on Amazon for not that much money. Throw it in your backyard. It, it simulates a tight lie, and then just work on doing these little shots and just seeing you know kind of how they land and do they have the kind of spin that you're looking for. All right, and you get a feel for it. And once you get a feel for it, it's something that you can hopefully replicate. Yeah. Yep. So, guys, that's everything we have for you this week. You can get to the show notes, and I do, like I said, encourage you to do so. Check out the video components as well, especially when we talk about this highly technical stuff. Seeing it really does help. Uh, but go to golffist.com slash episode 391, and we'll be back again with you guys next week. I'll see you there.